All right, man, here we go. Appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Normally, like we always do, we will say it's Wednesday night. A little bit past 9 p.m., but obviously, you're watching this. It's not Wednesday night. It's not past 9 p.m. We're way past that. It's Saturday night. Beautiful weekend here in Las Vegas. I just got back from California this morning. And let me tell you, I am dead tired. I literally slept three hours, got home, slept another three, and went right back to work. You are tuned in to Gorilla Cross Radio. You're home for 24-7 positive hip-hop, music, culture, and, of course, sports. I am your host, Jose V. And this is another episode of Straight Bet Sports. We are coming to you live, as always, from the sports and entertainment capital of the world, none other than Las Vegas, Nevada. We greatly appreciate you guys joining us this evening. If I look calm, that's because uh, we've been enjoying the fights over here at uh, Gorilla Cross Radio tonight. Greatly appreciate Quan having us in here and uh, enjoying those fights. Great UFC events, even though we don't have no fans. I'm a few modelos in, so I'm feeling relaxed. I'm feeling cool. I'm feeling calm. I'm not going to lie about that. We got a good show on tap for you guys tonight, though. From Adeline on Fox Sports Radio. He took my old job, but he's enjoying it. He's doing a great job at it. The young man, Spencer the Wiz Ostrovsky. I want to make sure I say your name right. That's a little hard. It's a little difficult. I have no, no blame there. <laughs> Trying to get that in there. But yes, we're going to jump on the mic with him here shortly. We're going to talk NBA, Eastern, Western Conference Finals. Um, playoffs, excuse me, are officially starting on Monday. If I have that correctly, the playing game was tonight or earlier today. It was a great game. We're going to talk about that. Obviously, like I said, we just finished watching the UFC event Thank God DC finally retires. We're going to talk about that. We don't have to hear him crying anymore. But it's going to be a good show. We also got Chris Magnum Chapman from Fox Sports Las Vegas. If you guys follow him, he is Mr. Golden Knights all over the place. VGK Insider Show in the locker room during the regular season when we don't have the pandemic. Great guy. I've worked with him before as well. We're going to have him on. And we're also going to talk aces, man. The aces are hot. They cannot seem to lose. Jackie Young is finally stepping up, which is great to see that there, obviously, in her second season sophomore season there but before we get into the show and everything else that we're going to talk about tonight let's go ahead and pay these bills let you guys know who is hooking us up and who is bringing us to you every single week here on gorilla cross radio we are being brought to you by joshua lafon with simply vegas real estate a realtor here to help educate current and future las vegas locals on answering any questions about real estate that they may have asked now, I know a lot of people think that you need a lot of cash to buy a home here in Las Vegas, but trust me, if you guys have been following Josh on Facebook lately, he is on fire. He's selling houses left and right. It really isn't that hard. And trust me, Josh is here to help you, and he's made it his responsibility to teach all of his clients what they need to know, and equally more important, what they need to ask to help ensure their home ownership dreams can become a reality. Now, if you guys haven't done so, make sure you do now. Call or text Joshua Lafon. Today, 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, 702-813-0533. Now, before we get started and get going on the topics we got here tonight, Rob G in the building as always. Yes, sir. What's here. going on, brother? Greatly appreciate you. Absolutely. How are you doing this evening? Made, some, made a little bit of money there. We're going to talk about that yeah, in a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. It was a good, good little fun UFC fight there. Hopefully the wife's not watching. Eh, you know, we don't want to talk about that. But Joel B in the background, <laughs> hooking us up as always. And Quan, thank you so much for doing what you do behind the big board, making sure we are on all social media platforms and staying relevant. Now, with that being said, if you're watching this, do us a favor. If you're on Facebook, like the video, comment, give us a share. Let us know what you want to talk about. We do follow it. We do see it. So we hear your voice. Trust me, you guys are not out there alone. But if you do miss the full show tonight, YouTube, you can get everything that we have. We are live right now on Facebook, on Twitter, on Gorilla Cross Radio, on YouTube as well, so you cannot miss it at all. But Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, what am I missing here? Anchor, Google, anything you want to watch or listen to, excuse me, you can find all of our content there. Our videos are always on YouTube at Jose V, Straight Bet Sports. Now, with that being said, let me go ahead and introduce our guest tonight. Spencer the Wiz, as I like to call him, from out of line here in Fox Sports Radio, Las Vegas. Spencer, thank you for joining us tonight. Greatly appreciate you, man, joining us in the studio. You're doing a lot of good things here. And, and like I said, Brian brought you along, and I like what he's doing with you, and I like what you're doing with your Delivering Sports podcast, everything you're doing over at KSHP and everything you're doing for Brian's show. But with that being said, how are you doing this evening, and how's everything going with you so far? Oh, it's great. I'm 
finally following my dreams. I know I'm 23 years old, so it sounds weird to say that, uh, but I started college as my last semester. I go to school for accounting, but you know, something changed when I met Brian. I mean, he's totally brought me in under his wing, obviously, and just taught me everything, but he's really, it's, this is my full-time thing now. I'm a content creator on the sports side and, and you know, pop culture side. Uh, so I'm all in basically. So I'm trying to find anywhere to go and I'm just excited to be here. What do you like more than anything now that you're getting more opportunities to get behind the mic, to get on the camera, and not only do what you're doing behind the scenes, but letting your voice be heard? Fan interaction is actually my favorite part. I like to go live on Twitch and stuff like that. Even if it's just a few people. It's those kind of like intimate relationships, but in a different way, you know. As a content creator, you kind of talk to people in a different way. But it's so cool that people like wake up and like expect, like wait for my content to be posted. I think that's such a unique thing that not so many people get uh, to do. And not a lot of people want to do, but I'm lucky and it's, it's my passion, so I, I appreciate it when people say really nice things to me or ask me questions because I feel like I'm, I'm with them on a different level. You got to stay humble, though, right? That's the biggest thing. Of course. Stay, oh, who said it? Herm Edwards, stay hungry and humble. I know Brian likes to say that a lot. Always. But before we get into a little bit more with Spencer, I wanted to give you guys a little story. I wanted to give a big, big shout out to our now Las Vegas Raiders, and here's why. If you guys are in the media, obviously you know you get media emails from certain teams, whether it's UNLV, college football, I hear college basketball. The Las Vegas Lights, which could not get the W tonight again, by the way. They did lose to Oak, um, Orange County out there, one nothing. Yikes. But big shout-out to the Las Vegas Raiders um, and their media department. They've been sending me emails since I reached out to them a little over a month ago. Um, I get stuff here and there. Now, the other day, I decided to go ahead and put out a video that they did send to us. Now, they sent me a video, I believe it was Wednesday, for their first practice that they did have. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm on YouTube. I'm not getting that many followers, that many subscribers. What is it exactly that I can do to switch this up, right? So Wednesday night, going into Thursday, probably about 2, 3 in the morning, give or take, I said to myself, you know what? I have a seven-minute video here, and no one has posted it on any type of social media platform. The Raiders haven't even posted it to their YouTube because all they do are 35 to 40-second clips of practices of certain players or certain scrimmages or whatever it was. So I decided to put it out there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take a shot. Now, I did give credit to Sam Freed of the Las Vegas Raiders, which is the person that created the video because I'm not going to take any credit for making the video. I did not do that. Don't want to get in trouble there. But big shout out to Raider Nation, man, and the Raiders because Raider Nation enjoyed my video that I posted that was not mine, but that I got from the Raiders. I went from 15 subscribers to over 171 subscribers in the last two days. Over 14,000 views on that video. A lot of good comments, man. I know a lot of people talk bad about the Raider fans and they're, you know, they're gangsters or they're this and that or they're rowdy. But you know what? They came out. They showed love, man, on my page. And I greatly appreciate that. I hope we can continue that and keep it going because I'm going to start talking more Raiders. We got them here. Obviously, they're not my team, but they are here in Las Vegas. So we got to continue to show them support. So big up to our Las Vegas Raiders there, man, for helping me out. And hey, any way we can grow our platforms, man, we got to do it, especially out here in the media. Now, with that being said, the next person we want to get on here shortly it's Chris Magnum Chapman. We do want to talk some Golden Knights now. Spence, I know you and Mags have been going at it for a while now. What are your thoughts on the Golden Knights and, and how this season has transpired so far before we get Mags on? I think it's it just straight up impressive when you look at it. You know, not every player responds the same way to being off of sports for so long. You can get lazy really easily, but Magnum, he talked about it in the locker room. These guys are way focused, and I think we've seen... A disparity in different teams like I don't feel the Clippers are all the way focused so to see a team like Golden Knights and it's showing I think they're probably the only series in the NHL that uh, they're 3-0 I think every other game is at least 1-1 one, one or 1-2 or so I mean this is a team poised to make a deep run as we always have you know since year one and they've only gotten better but uh, there's just a few things that me and Magnum kind of butt heads on so I'm excited to see because I got more fuel even tonight so there's one question that I did want to ask you that you and I were talking about earlier that I want to get Mags' opinion as well is the talk that's going around with Marc-Andre Fleury. There's people on other stations, not going to name names because I'm not here to bash or throw people underneath the bus or anything like that, but there's people that are pretty much already saying that Marc-Andre Fleury is the second goalkeeper here. He is the backup. He's no longer the guy, which to me, I'm sorry, I, di I highly disagree with that 100%. He stopped 26 shots tonight, only allowed one goal. They're up now, what, 3-0 in the series? They're looking good. I don't care whether you got Lennar, uh, Lennar, whatever his name is, or Marc-Andre Fleury in there. Marc-Andre has made his stamp on this team since day one. He's been the guy. 
There's always been controversy when Subban was there, whether he should get more playing time or not, whether Fleury should be sitting more. He's the guy. I don't care what anybody says. Would you agree or would you disagree? Uh, at face value, Leonard is a better goalie at this point in time on any given day. But now, 100%. You, you do have to factor in one thing, and it's that this is probably Fleury's last season, or I think he wants it to be. He He's he's a competitor. He's upset being on the bench. Of course he is, being a Hall of Famer that he is. And the thing is, is if you have a motivated Fleury who has won two Stanley Cups as the goalie, or a goaltender for his team. I, I don't see how the competition is not at least a little closer than people are making it out to be, especially after a performance like tonight. What is the scariest team that you see on their side of the bracket that can probably take them out? Oh, gosh. Uh, Columbus, to me, because uh, they had that great uh, last regular season game. That's another team that is so dangerous that just looks like ahead of the competition than everyone else, at least so, so far. So... I would say that's the Golden Knights, like in the near future. That's who they're going to be a little afraid to, to face. And I think they will at some point, obviously, if they keep winning. But I'm talking about in the conference finals. Rob, what do you think? You said the Blue Jackets? Is that what you said? Columbus, Columbus yeah. yeah. Uh, being down 2-1 against Tampa? They going to come back and win that? I still I, I still think that's a great question. That's a great question. That's the, Yeah, right there, yeah. Against Tampa? I, I mean, I listen. Chicago barely made it in. They're the 12 seed, right? They, they're they're the last ones to make it in. So for for Flurry to stop however many it was, 26, 26 shots tonight, yeah. I don't really think that's a great accomplishment. You know, uh, obviously he has I mean, a two one final. It wasn't anything big. Yeah, he has a, he has a huge following. Obviously, like you said, he's made his you know stamp here in Las Vegas, and he has a lot of people that like you know want him to be the starting goalie, which I understand. Uh, but like he like like he, the Wiz just said, but, so, I think I think Leonard's the, the the number one at this point. I, but so it's here's, the 12 seed. It's the so Chicago. The like they're the number one. So they have been playing great hockey, though. Okay. Don't get me wrong; they've been playing great hockey. But when it comes to the goalie position, uh, Leonard is definitely, or however you want to say his last name, but he's the number one goalie right now. But it, it amazes me that you have these people that were so high on the Golden Knights, so high on Mark Arden Fleury the first couple years that they were here, and it's it's funny how the media just switches up on you from 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 one day to another. It's not and, just you the, know, and you know what I'm talking about. Spence. It's not we're not the gonna media, name names, though. but it, it, but it is the media. Right? It's not the media. It's not only it's, the fans. It, it's the media. It's mostly the media that pushes the it, The media too. plays a part, but I, I'm this, the narrative is still there. Leonard comes in, he's undefeated as the starting goalie. So, uh, yes, as long as, as much as you would like to have this perfect sunset, like, ride, you know, off to the sunset, I mean to say, it, it's not going to be like that, in my opinion. And it shouldn't be. You shouldn't start someone because you want them to or exactly. you think it's the right thing to do. You got to try to win hockey games. And so far, the Golden Knights have found a way to do that with Leonard. 100%. Yes, like I said already, they... You know, th th this isn't going to be like, oh, great, hurrah. This isn't the Derek Jeter tour. This isn't, you know, we're trying to win a championship. We've been so close to first season, so close to second season. Like, we need to we need to close the door on this right now. So, in order to do that, Leonard definitely needs to be the goalie. And they bring him in down up 2-0. And, I mean, yes, they get the win. They're up 3-0. Uh, so, they look even better. But, I mean, I know a lot of people are going to come out tomorrow and say, like, oh, well, I told you he should have been the starting goalie. But, at the, yeah. Skates or no skates, Leonard. <laughs> With Leonard yeah, losing, yeah. Skates, or, skates no or no skates, actual, Leonard definitely yeah. needs to be the starting goalie for this team moving forward. Uh, and and yeah, it's Chicago 12 seed. They're gonna sweep them. It's over. It's gonna be. You know, we'll talk about it later. But <laughs> the Bucks and the Magic. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's gonna be why one of those even have it? Why even have it? Once again, I'm Jose V. Rob G to my left in studio. Spencer the Wiz hanging out with us tonight. You're listening to Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We're trying to get Magnum on here as well. Oh, he's saying he can hear us now, so I'm not sure if he's already in the Skype video or not, but we're going to try to get him on. Like I said, we want to hear his thoughts because this guy is Mr. Hockey when it comes to that. He follows the Golden Knights. He's been there since day one. I'm talking about locker room. I've been in the locker room with this guy, locker room correspondent, knows what he's doing. So we're trying to get him on. He does say the video is a little bit distorted, but we'll see if we can get him on here shortly, see what else we can talk about with him. Now, guys, before we get Chris on, Sorry, I'm over here reading his messages at the same time. I'm over here going crazy. Oh, going I want to make, make a quick correction. Go for I meant Colorado Avalanche. I think I said Columbus Blue Jackets. You did think, say Columbus. Oh, yes. So oh. I think that's well, that Arizona, makes a lot more sense. But under, well, yeah, it's 2-1 now. Arizona did win today. Avalanche, Arizona's yeah. a very good defensively t defensive team. So uh, Yeah, but yeah, I was going to say down 2-1 to Tampa. Yeah. But, all right, cool. All right, I can see Avalanche. That was an important win in the last regular season game. Playing uh, Chicago versus playing Arizona, I think, is a big discrepancy. 
in terms of playoffs. So I have a question about- for you because you're a little more on hockey than I am. So I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a sports guy, but hockey's not my forte all the way around. Obviously, I have to learn it a little more because we have it here now. But if I'm not mistaken, I forgot what team it was, but there was a team that was the number one seed basically, but lost out on that, right? Going into this playoff scenario because they didn't do good in the round robin. I think it was Boston or, or somebody lost out on that top seed and they were the top seed going into this when they did the round. I forgot who it was. Well, that's what happened with the Golden Knights. They took the top seed. So uh, it was a lot more interesting if we can just talk about that in general. Like they did the round robin in the NBA and then it only mattered in the Western Conference. And I guess it ended up being good TV. But in hockey, there was like actual real movement. And that's something you rarely see in the NBA. The top seed is usually pretty locked up. And it, it was this season. I've been definitely watching some more hockey than I have NBA this uh, since since the restart, for sure. And, hey. Uh, so we're on. We're on. There we go. There we go. The we're man, on. the myth, and the legend himself, Chris Magnum Chapman from Fox Sports Las Vegas, finally joining us here, man. How's it going, brother? Greatly appreciate you joining us. I know you enjoyed some soccer today, but we're gonna talk hockey. Oh, uh, how's your night soccer. going? I'm down to talk some <laughs> soccer. Uh, it's, it's it's not too bad. Um, you know, Saturday night just chilling at home. Uh, watched Golden Knights earlier, obviously. Um, you know, just just kind of hanging. You know, I mean, trying to. Trying to get through this whole situation that we're all dealing with, but uh, you know, it's it's certainly been an, an interesting uh, last couple months. I guess is probably the best way to say it. So, if you guys do not know, he is Chris Magnum Chapman, Fox Sports Radio personality out here in Las Vegas. You can find him Sunday mornings on Out of Line with the Wiz, Caleb Herring, Brian Feldman. You can also catch him on the VGK Insider Show if I if I have that correct with Ryan Ryan yep. the Hockey Guy. Um, you're doing that, and, uh, Darren Millard. Yeah. There you go, and of course your your football podcast, your soccer podcast. Talk about that real quick. Just plug that in there real quick. Uh well, I am one third of the other football podcast. Uh, obviously, a play on words there. Um, you know, not a whole lot going on other than the Champions League right now, but um, you know, some some good results there, and uh, we 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 talk Crazy. soccer, but we talk a lot of pop culture and uh, some other stuff, food. Definitely is is a hot topic as well. It's not totally soccer. I mean, we like to bill it as soccer, but uh, not not a ton of soccer so all the time. Sometimes when there's uh, not a lot going on, we, we mix it up with some other things. But um, right now we'll be focusing on the Champions League. And obviously, I think the Premier League is getting ready to start back up in a couple of weeks. It seems like it just ended. But like go back to just a weird situation all around in, in all sports, soccer not excluded. But uh yeah, other football podcasts, you catch us on a bunch of different platforms, iTunes, LV Sports Network. Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, you can catch us. So I definitely want to get you on here another time and talk soccer for sure. But you brought up food. But <laughs> can, so before, can we talk about Pep Fraudiola? Jeez, oh, we'll definitely talk about that. But my question yeah. to you, you brought up food. I know you like to eat a bunch of different kind of food. So before we get into the hockey, I got to ask you, because I know you like Hispanic food as well. Have oh, you yeah. been to San Pedro and have you been to the fish market to the pier? Because I was just there two days ago. It's not my first time there. I've been there a bunch of times. Every but have, time. have you been there? And if if so, what do you like to eat? Because I know you like food, man. No, I, I haven't been there. But I will tell you, uh, when I lived in Phoenix, I used to drive down to Rocky Point in Mexico, Puerto Penasco. Okay. For those who you don't know, know Rocky Point. Been but, there. Uh, I would stop on the way back from Phoenix. I'd have a big cooler full of ice and I would stop at a guy and he always had the best shrimp. They were like massive, like four or five, six inch shrimp. And you just get them by the dozen or by the pound, I guess. And, you know, I'd bring them back to Phoenix and I'd eat for about a week, nothing but shrimp. So, uh, that's, that's definitely one of my favorites, but, uh, yeah, I mean, food is definitely something I'm a big fan of. Uh, especially if it's a little exotic, I'll eat. I'll eat pretty much anything. I won't. I won't really get into what I've eaten because some people <laughs> might be like, "No, I'm turning out, I'm tuning out." But uh, yeah, I, I've eaten some exotic stuff. All right, all right, all right. So we got to get you out to that pier. Trust me, you're gonna enjoy. You're gonna like it. Good food out there, <laughs> definitely. Now, Mags, let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. Let's talk VGK. Like I said, you're the VGK right. guy. You got all the knowledge. You talk to these guys daily, even with these Zoom calls. You're still doing it, even though you're not at the arena or anything like that. But they're up 3-1, man. They're looking good. They looked great. 3-0. 3-0. I'm sorry, 3-0, excuse me. They're up 3-0. <laughs> That's that, excuse me. I saw the one on the score. Might as well be 4-0. Right, yeah. But they look they're looking great. They look great in the round robin. I mean, they looked amazing. They played and did what they had to do to get where they're at now and get that number one seed. How are you liking the Golden Knights and the way they're meshing right now and, and the way this team is playing? Well, this is gonna sound scary to people, but I don't think they've played their best hockey yet. Really? 
I mean, they've they've obviously played really well. I mean, you have to be. They're the only unbeaten team remaining in the NHL since they've restarted. Six and zero. If you if you include the exhibition, seven and zero. But this goes back to before the pause. A lot of people. It was a long time ago. They were eleven and two in their final thirteen games before the pause. They're now six and zero in Edmonton following the restart. So they've won seventeen of their last nineteen games that have counted. If, like I said, if you count the exhibition, they've won eighteen of twenty. I feel like they could be better. They're still not fully healthy. Paul Stastny out of the lineup tonight. Tomas Nosek, who was filling in because Max Pacioretty was out, he was banged up a little bit. He didn't play. Uh, Pacioretty played tonight. He he wasn't really noticeable. I don't I don't think. Um, you know, he was on the ice for the goal that that Chicago scored, but hard to really blame him for that. I still think they they have another level they can kick it into. I mean, they've dominated third periods, but. They haven't really played a full 60-minute game yet, and they're still playing really, really good hockey. That being said, I'm not sure they're the best team in the West. Really? So if you had to say, who would be the best team in the West right now, in your opinion? Well, I originally, before everything started, I picked Colorado to come out of the West. Okay. Spence talked about I that. Still feel, I, I still feel like they did beat Colorado last week in overtime. I feel like Colorado is a complete team. Not a lot of holes, just like Vegas. But before or in the regular season, Colorado had their way with the Golden Knights. Now, I understand it's a completely different animal. There's obviously no a seasoning field. factor. You know, Colorado hasn't been there before. They made the playoffs last year. They upset Calgary. But this is still a relatively young team that hasn't had a ton of success. Golden Knights, of course, just two years ago went to the Stanley Cup final. So it's tough. I mean, I, I feel like those are the two best teams in the West. I feel like they're on a collision course. Gun to my head right now, <laughs> I still pick Colorado over Vegas. So Colorado's down 2-1 in their series. You're no, they're still... up 2-1. No, they're they're up, up, they're up, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They lost tonight or yesterday. I was looking at that back. They, they did lose today, tonight. though. They lost 4-2. Now, yeah, another thing I wanted Jesse to ask Kemper you. had 49 saves for Arizona. I don't know if you I mean, he's really, really good. I don't know if you can rely on him to get you 49 saves every single night. Game in and game out, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot to ask. At some point, Arizona's got to start scoring some goals, and I just don't feel like they have the offense to do it. Maybe they'll surprise me. I mean, I think that's what Vegas fans would hope for, that Arizona knocks Colorado out, because then you'd get Arizona in the next round because they, they reseed. They, so, they kind of they they give the Golden Knights a little bit of a run for their money, too, though. I yeah, mean, they do. They do. Not but as the number like one seed, though. Yeah. bottom, Vegas is better than, than, than Arizona. 100%. So the other question I have for you too, Mags, we talked about it with Spence earlier and we even off the air before we started the show. There's chatter around town. I've heard a few shows, a couple of people out there, media personalities that are basically saying that Marc-Andre Fleury is the back seat now. He is the backup. He's no longer the starter and he should not be the guy anymore. I, I, I disagree with that. I highly disagree with that. Solid game tonight, 26 saves, only gave up one goal. What are your thoughts on the goaltending situation there now? It's always been a situation with Subban and Flurry. Now we have Leonard and Flurry. I mean, what are your thoughts? Is Flurry is it time for him to take a back seat or is he still the guy? No, he's definitely not taking a back seat. I mean, the thing is, the Golden Knights clearly felt that they needed to upgrade in that position. They didn't have confidence in Malcolm Subban. Pete DeBoer has been very he's been very honest from the get-go. He's going to play both goalies. I think this team can't win without playing both goalies because the reality is they're both really good goalies. I mean, yeah, Leonard, I feel like right now is probably the better goalie, but it's not like Mark Country Fleury's garbage. I mean, obviously we saw tonight hasn't played in a week more than that because he, he, you know, you'd have to go back to the St. Louis game the last time he played. They don't win the game without Marc-Andre Fleury tonight. I mean, he played he played a phenomenal game. So for people saying that, that he's done and this is it, no, he's, he's not done. They're going to play both goalies. Pete DeBoer wasn't clear. I mean, he said we were going to do a rotation. He said he's going to play both goalies this weekend. But then when asked about who started tomorrow in that, he kind of backed off a little bit. So I feel like Leonard starts tomorrow. But they're going to play both goalies. I mean, it's just the way it is, and especially because it's condensed. 
it's a huge advantage for Vegas having both Mark Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard because no other team in the league has a situation like that. The only team that came close, I feel, was Boston. And as we saw today, Tuka Rask, their number one goalie, he left. He 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 opted out. That's right. He did opt out. He said that there's so, bigger things in life than hockey for him. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So he he has a newborn daughter at home. He's got a couple of kids already. So he's like, yeah, you know what? My priorities are my family. So he's gone. So Boston having that huge advantage of having two really good goalies. I mean, Yaroslav Halak is is a really good. Listen, there's a lot of teams around the league that would like to have Yaroslav Halak as their backup. Now he's their starter. He's got a lot of experience. He played really well in the playoffs not too long ago with Montreal. But that advantage of having two goalies is gone. So now Boston, when they have that back-to-back and they have to play the backup goalie, now they're going down into their farm system. So I don't really know if, if, if there's any team in the league. Sure, there's teams that have decent options as a number two but nobody has any type of option like vegas has when it comes to a one and two i mean this is a one and one a situation and and i don't nobody would convince me otherwise he is chris magnum chapman from fox sports las vegas out here i am jose v this is another episode of straight bet sports got rob g to my left spencer the wiz in studio as well now rob i know you wanted to ask chris something as well no i just if okay so if this if the if the series is tied one one who would you start who would you have started this game i would have started liner why? I just feel, well, I feel like when you look at the body of work, now, obviously, that means he would have lost the game in the in, in this stretch, but he's been unbelievable since coming over from Chicago. He's undefeated as a starter for the Golden Knights. Now, like I said, if it's 1-1, obviously, that means he would have lost a game. But I think it also would have depended how you lost the game. Maybe if you win game one and then you give up five or six goals in game two and you lose six two, then you go to flurry. But if you lose that first that first game to Chicago, you lose two one or three two and Leonard played well, then maybe you don't go to flurry. But I feel like if you're blown out in one of those two games, yeah, you absolutely go to flurry. So do you do a but game? If, if would you say you do a equal, game? I, I, I would go with Leonard as my my number one right now. So would you say we're going game by game basis? Basically, I feel like as needed. I feel like that's where we're at. Yeah, game by game is definitely because I think we always knew that both goalies were going to play oh, Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Oh yeah, I was a bit surprised that Flurry started today. I figured he was going tomorrow, but as we saw, Pete DeBoer, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and having that ace up his sleeve, it was a huge boost for the team. I mean, they played really well in front of Mark Andre Flurry. They didn't, they didn't really give Chicago. I mean, I feel like Chicago had some chances. Patrick Kane missed an open net. It's a completely Ugh. different game if he puts Ugh. it in. But Marc-Andre Fleury played a really, really good game. I mean, he he only allowed one goal on, I think, 27 shots. So I think any coach around the league would sign up for that. And Pete DeBoer has that luxury now of, of knowing he can go to Fleury, who, by the way, has a history of playing well in the playoffs coming off the bench. So, Max, I got a question for you. You're always, and I know you're still in the Zoom calls. You're in the post conferences, you know, practices, all that. I know you still talk to the guys. What's the atmosphere like, and what's the what's the overall attitude that these guys have right now in this bubble, from what you're hearing and from what they're telling you? What's the well, I've overall? Said it, I've said it from the very beginning. This team, when they were still in Vegas practicing, they were focused more than. At any time I've ever been around the team. I've been around the team since day one. Rookie camp the very first year, the draft. I've been, I've been around the team from the start. I have never heard them more focused and more dialed in than they were those two weeks that they were doing training camp in Vegas. And it's extended into the bubble. Sure, they have nights where they do games or movies or they because you have to do those things to keep your sanity, right? You're you're in a bubble. You can't leave. But listening to Mark Stone, listening to Riley Smith, listening to Jonathan Marchessault, Robin Leonard, this team is dialed in, maybe more so than any other team in the league. I mean, I can't, I can't sit here and say that I've been in every single press conference for every team around the league, but you hear things, you read things that come out of the bubble, and they're saying all the right things, and their play is backing up everything that they're saying. I mean... The, the confidence level is sky high. 
this team is a legit contender for the cup. I mean, there's zero doubt about it. They are that good. They very well could win this whole thing, which would be amazing. But I mean, yeah, that that's, that's where they're at. I mean, I'm hearing a team that is focused and confident and their goal is simple. They didn't go there to participate. They went there to win. He is Chris Magnum Chapman from Fox Sports Las Vegas. I am Jose V. You're listening to Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We are brought to you by Joshua Lafon from Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you hit up Joshua Lafon today, 702-813-0533. Now, Mags, I got two more questions for you before we let you go tonight. The first one being, who is the X Factor? And what I mean by that, not necessarily a superstar, but who is the guy on the Golden Knights that you feel needs to step up bigger than anyone else? in order for them well, to have a chance to win the Cup this year? I, I said from the beginning, I felt like Alex Tuck was going to have a really big playoff. Um, he's had He had an assist tonight on the winning goal. He's had a couple goals. Uh, I think he scored two goals against St. Louis when they won that game. So he's he stepped up. You know, he was the guy that I felt was going to needed to step up in order for them to, to win the Cup. One of the guys that I really didn't even factor in was Nick Cousins and Nick Cousins has played really well. So has Alec Martinez. I mean, these are acquisitions that the golden Knights made at the deadline. Nick Cousins, very under the radar move. They went out and got him. Alec Martinez. They, they knew they needed to upgrade their blue line. He was a they big acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Two times Stanley cup champ. I mean, he's a guy who has history doing this. They've made the right moves and everything that they've done this season, as far as trade, has worked out. They went out and trade. They traded Eric Holler for Nick Waugh. Nick Waugh now contributing every single night. They went out and they traded a fifth-round pick for Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson is now playing on your first line. I mean, everything that they've done has worked out this season. And, I mean, there's so many guys I could point to, but I still feel like if they're going to win, they need a big, a big playoffs from Alex Tuck. And so far, he's, he's delivered. Final question, Mags. I got to ask you again. We got to go back to Flurry. Is this the last that we see of Flurry? And I don't mean this game. I mean this season. I know he's still under contract. But now that you got Leonard there, is this the last that we've seen of Fury? Especially if the Golden Knights win a championship this year. No. No. Mark andre Fleury is not going anywhere. Um, first, of the, the, the reality of the situation is they don't have the, at this present time, they don't have the resources to re-sign Robin Leonard. So... I mean, they could make moves, but I mean, that's for another time. I don't feel like Marc-Andre Fleury is going anywhere. He's going to be in Vegas. He's going to retire a Golden Knight. That's my my opinion. That's where I stand on it. I don't think there's any way Marc-Andre Fleury does not finish his career in Vegas. He may end up as a backup, but first of all, I, I feel like they'd have a hard time moving him because of his contract. And the other thing is, I don't really think he wants to go anywhere. He really likes it here. So his family likes it here. The, 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 the fans are phenomenal when, when they, you know, they see his family, when they see him. They're very supportive of him. I can't imagine him going anywhere. He's got two years left. He's going to retire a Golden Knight. He's going to break some more records while he's here. He's probably going to move up into the top five, top four all-time wins. I don't know if he's going to be able to catch Wah or... Uh, uh, Martin Brodeur, but when he retires, he's going to retire as one of the top all-time goaltenders and wins top five for sure. So, I mean, that's something for fans to look forward to. Answer the question. Long story short, <laughs> no, he's he. This isn't the end. In fact, I would not be surprised if if he plays a couple more games in in this postseason, and he plays a bunch more next season because I I just don't see him going anywhere. I, I just can't see it happening. There you go. You have it from one of the best insiders in hockey here in Las Vegas, Chris Magnum Chapman from Fox Sports Las Vegas. Chris, greatly appreciate you coming on, brother. Like I said, this will not be the last time we have you on. Let everybody know out there where they can find you and what you got going on as well. Yeah, well, you can, like I said, you can catch me on my soccer podcast, The Other Football Podcast. It's with my co-host Thomas Viola and Carson Merck. Um, If anyone's out there covering the lights, they know both of those guys. Uh, Carson is is very involved in uh, BGN.fm, and he covers Rio Grande Valley as well uh, for BGN. But uh, and then you can catch me on Twitter at Magnum Seven O Two. Don't ask about the name; it's probably not what you think. <laughs> but uh, 
I remember when I first met you, I thought the same. It's as corny and late as as you could imagine. Oh, man, that's awesome. Good stuff, Chris. Greatly appreciate you, brother. Have yourself a great night. I know we kept you up late here. Yeah, make sure you guys tune in to Out of Line tomorrow morning at, uh, what is it, Spencer, 8 a.m.? 8 a.m. We'll we'll be there, the two of us. There you go. Yep. All right, brother, have a great night. We'll have our pastor Eddie talk. Oh yeah, man, Ed, the, the only intern that has his own backup uh, backup music, right? right? Yeah, you like that. Nobody beats the Wiz. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, anyone Nobody. who's listening or watching from from the East Coast, they they know exactly what the Wiz is. It's uh, <laughs> it was it was an electronic store that went out of business many years ago. But uh, the New York Knicks used to do lots of commercials for the Wiz. Well, my fellow Jets <laughs> brother, I appreciate you. Have hey. a great night, my man. Yeah, look, we, let's not. We won't discuss that because it's going to be a long season for yeah. that defense. We'll wait about. We'll wait for that one later. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a great one. All right, man. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries. Appreciate you. Chris Magnum Chapman, right. man. Good stuff there. Like I said, if you guys into hockey, definitely follow him. He's all over the place when it comes to the Golden Knights and just hockey in general. Now, I know we kind of skipped away from the UFC event. We got to get into that real quickly before we run out of time because we still want to get into some NBA as well and break down the brackets. Rob, talk about your Sugar Sean O'Malley bet there, bro. I mean, let's talk about it real quick. Yeah, not the way we wanted to see the fight end. No, of but course it not. Never. You want to never see a fight end like that uh, with him injuring himself. I feel like he brought it on himself a little bit, trying to be a little too fancy. Uh, some other people can say maybe that he was just trying to maybe go in for like a like a takedown or some type of move. You know, some type of move that he maybe practiced or you know trained for. But uh, yeah, I, I liked O'Malley from the beginning. I mean, I liked. O- I thought Vera was gonna lo- uh, win the whole time, and I I, I kind of. Uh, made it known at least here amongst uh, people, you know, people that I. So that talk I about your bet, though. I mean, I know it wasn't anything crazy, anything big. No, but, just, but what was the number you got? Because you did in game. Plus was it? two. No, it was before. before it was before, before the, the fight. Match? It was plus two forty. I thought it was two seventy, but it was plus two forty in game. I mean, uh, sorry, not in game, but before pre-game. the fight, pre game. And uh, you know what? It came through. I'm super happy with it. Uh, I, I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna win regardless. I hate to say that. You know, the way that he won was a little, you know, fluky. But uh, I'll take it. I'll take the W. Uh, and overall, I think it was a really good card. I didn't get to watch all all of it, but, but the main fights we but saw the main were really fights good. were really good. Um, even the Dos Santos fight was, you know, interesting for the most part. And then we got to the O'Malley, um, and then the main fight, obviously, just you know, it was good. It was it wasn't great, but I think it was good. And a lot of people are going to say it was great. A lot of people are going to say it was great, and honestly, it wasn't the greatest uh, greatest fight. But uh, didn't yeah, I, I like Stipe to begin with. So did you? So. Yep. Uh, it worked out, and um, yeah, no bets for me on that one. But I, I did, I did think CBA was going to take him. Quan, your thoughts on the on the two main fights tonight, the Sean O'Malley fight? I know you weren't too impressed with the decision because of the way it happened, you know, him hurting his leg and all that. But give us your thoughts on both fights. I'll get paid for that, but I'll do it anyways. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, you told me, hey, I'll, I'll jump on with you this time because it's going to be right after the fight. I said might. <laughs> uh, Sean O'Malley, and, and what I'm hearing is it was like a previous injury too, okay. so I, I think he just re-injured something, uh, so that messed him up. But, yeah, you never want to see a fight uh, go down like that, so I was I was upset. I wanted to, you know, if, you, you if see someone's going to lose, you want to see them lose by getting knocked out or getting uh, submitted. Getting submitted yeah. not, and it, and. Even with the hurt uh, foot, it was an early stoppage. I think everybody in the studio agreed. Oh yeah, at the yeah, time, super early. Um, especially with the clock running out, and Herb Dean has done that uh, before. So Herb Dean started to get he, you know, he used to be one of the best refs in the UFC, and now he's had a lot of questionable fights. Um, you think la- he's just trying to save the fighters? Trying to save I, fighters? I don't know. He, he, he just it's been controversial a lot lately with Herb Dean. So um, I'm interested to see. You know what they have to say about that, but at the same time, I'm not sure if Sean O'Malley comes out after the, uh, you know, in, in between the rounds. I'm not sure if he comes out for the second round. Anyways. He couldn't walk, but he was you'd rather be able to, you'd rather him be able to say, "I can't make it because my legs broke." Then you called a knockout. That's on his. So record, now I got yeah. a knockout on my on my record, and that's his, you know, first loss. So you don't want to see that. Uh, Stipe Cormier, I thought it was a great fight. Um, Did it live up trilogy, to what you expected? Yeah, definitely. Kind of sucks with no fans, though, like you said. You did mention that earlier. And that's why I think Cormier, after thinking about things more, being with his family, taking a couple months off, I see Cormier fighting again. I know he said after the fight he retired. that he uh, well he retired and that he wouldn't want to fight without, without a, a title contention, and he doesn't see any title contentions there. But at the same time, in a year, there might be. Um, and... You know, you want to go out with fans. I, I just don't see him fully He's going out. Though. Yeah, but I see him fighting one more time. 
It, it was. I think it was a knee-jerk reaction, to be honest with you. Kind of on the spot. You could ask. Maybe he wasn't even expecting to field that question because it was so recent. But he's talked about that. He he said this was yeah. going to be his last fight for a while. But yeah, no, for sure. And Things I, can I, change. He was very emotional at the very least. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Uh, like when he gave his answer, he's like, you know, what, man, I just it's a lot. And you know, and fighters just, always retire at the end of the fight when they lose. You right. know. Yeah. It's a it's a tough feeling. You got to have a huge ego to put. To fight in the MMA, so when it gets yeah. you know hurt a little bit, especially for an all-time legend like that, it's got to sting probably a little extra, like immediately after. I feel too. like going into that decision, he thought that he really had a chance. You think so? Yeah, obviously it's a little upsetting. Forty-nine, forty-six is. Uh, I know that forty-nine, forty-six twice, twice was a bit interesting. Yeah, that was super interesting. But uh, yeah, he obviously was upset with the forty-nine, forty-six, but it seemed like he did think that he had a slim a chance to win that decision and for it to see it to go that way it didn't really obviously he, anyone yeah 4946 i don't know what they're watching but well once again i mean ufc does it i mean they put on a good event whether there's fans or not they have not disappointed throughout this whole pandemic i if i'm giving you my honest opinion they've done way better than boxing top ranked and not not to talk bad about anybody else but if you've been watching these events these boxing events these mma events UFC has not disappointed. I'm pretty sure Quan will agree with me because he watches MMA more than I do, but they have not disappointed, bro. I like what Dana White is doing. I like what that organization is doing. Got to pay your fighters a little more, though. I still think that that needs to change eventually, but great card tonight. I'm happy that DC is gone. I'm sorry if he did retire. Like I said over and over again, he's the biggest crybaby in the UFC. That's just my opinion. You never got past John Jones, and that was always your biggest kryptonite, whether you want to say John Jones tested positive, this, that, whatever. He got in your For head. Sure, you, were never, you, you were never able to do anything against this guy. So, All right, man. I am Jose V. Straight Best Sports. Vegas out here hanging out. Rob G. The Wiz in the studio, man. Having a good time tonight. Like I said, we've already had a few modelos. Quan calls me uh, modelo crazy when I start drinking them. So oh. I, I'm pretty calm. How right often now. do you do this? No, no, no. I'm not at home. So if this I was on Facebook, time, it'd, it'd be so. a whole different story. Because oh. then Quan would be like, oh, well, how many have you had? Well, be, but, and not only that, I mean, because he puts live videos of him drinking with them. Oh, yeah. But it's not yeah. even about the Facebook live video. That's why I don't follow him on it, Facebook. It, That's why I don't do it. it but it's everyone not, knows it, I don't follow him. It's Jose not even Facebook. about the Facebook live videos. It's about the 20 posts he has after that. <laughs> right, right. That he deletes the next day. That's what you click unfollow. Uh, okay. Unfollow, don't follow Still a friend. Me. Still a friend, but, but not follow. Don't show up in my feed, please. <laughs> No, just playing. So before we get into NBA, we're going to talk about something real quick. So me and Rob have been doing this for the last two years, three years. Is this the third year? Third year, uh, right? Third year. So we have a little handicappy competition that me, Rob, and our boy Jimbo, which now lives in Orlando, um, we do every year. First year was 100 bucks. Second he lives year was in the a, bubble. <laughs> first year was 100 bucks. Second year was 150 This is No, 100 100 150 Okay, this so year, 150. I won the inaugural one. The way we do it, we, we pick two picks a week, right, against the spread, whatever it may be. Um, whoever has the better win percentage at the end obviously wins it all. So I won I won year one. Year two wasn't that great for me. Rob took it. Jimbo, yes, Jimbo came in second. I came in third that year. Um, this year was tough because we stopped it because of the whole pandemic. We were going to com completely just not finish it out. I wasn't, no, you wanted to stop. I didn't want to finish it, but I said, you know what? Me and Jimbo. We were, were all like, within two or three games of each other. It wasn't that. It wasn't like it would landslide on anyone, so we decided to go ahead and take it. But it's fun, man. So what me and Rob are going to start doing moving forward as well, we're going to look at games coming up. And we're going to start picking. I don't necessarily know what we're going to bet yet. We have to come up with that because we haven't talked. We can, come, we can talk about that on another show. We haven't talked about that yet. That's all right. But we're going to start giving you our picks every show. 40 pack. And <laughs> in November, when technically, you know, first contract is up at that point, we'll call it that. Okay. We'll give you guys our final results and see where we're at at that point, And then we'll continue from there. But if it's something that gets going, you guys can hit us up. You guys yeah, can give us your opinion. Yeah, let us know opinion. what you think we should wait. 702-608. 3259, give us a call here at Gorilla Cross Radio if you have any ideas or thoughts. If you're a handicapper, if you're a better, we're not professionals, man. We're your casual over-the-counter betters. You but are. We actually no, I mean, study from time to time. We don't you just and Jimbo throw away our money. You and Jimbo are. But, but yeah, we'll talk about that before the show ends and we'll give you guys our picks. Now, let's jump into some NBA real quick. Excited. We've we got to finish this up before we finish the show. NBA, we'll talk about the playing game today. Memphis needed to win two games against Portland just to even make it after Memphis collapsed going into the bubble. One of the hotter teams going into the bubble decided not to show up whatsoever and forgot they had a game. I get it. Jackson, one of your second best players, is out now. John Morant can't do it all. But, I mean, when you go in the bubble and you lose your first six, four, five games, I believe it was, that's not going to work. And if I'm being honest, a team like Portland scares the living crap out of me going into the first round playing my Lakers. Now, 
You guys, pretty sure you saw the game today. What are your thoughts on Portland going into this first round series here? We'll go ahead and jump right into it with the Lakers. Portland and LA, first round. Thoughts, let's go. Who goes first? The disadvantage, obviously, goes to Portland, not because they're like a worse team or anything like that, but they have exhausted so much energy just to get to this point. And yes, you can think the tank never runs out because they're so excited, but we have to be realistic here to think that Damien's averaging like 17 points in the fourth quarter in the bubble. I think it's like 17.4, something ridiculous. Maybe it can happen in the first game against the Lakers, but you're talking a long seven-game type of series. That's, Who you got? That's tough. Is, I got it, the is it all seven games? The whole yeah. entire series? I mean, yeah. the entire play seven games. Yeah, right? we're so back five. To okay, we're back to normal. Okay. So who you got? Let's who run you through got? it. Yeah, who, so who you got, Spence? What do you call? So what do you I say the Lakers in six. Okay. Lakers in six. So they t okay. So thoughts on the series and who you got? Uh, I, 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 the the Blazers do scare me a little bit. I think their front court is obviously better than the Lakers. Um. <laughs> yeah. What? Sorry. That I have to say. Yeah. I think. So they, who you got? I think Damon McCall. Damon McCollum are are definitely a little bit better than what the Lakers carry. Sorry. Back back. I'm sorry. You I said apologize. front court. I said yeah, front court. court. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. Yeah. Quan's like, wait, what? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Get it together, uh, Rob. Too many modelos, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I do. I do. I, I. I highly dislike Dwight Howard um, <laughs> for the front court. So give us your pick. Uh, Lakers, obviously. I got to take Lakers, and I'm gonna take Lakers. I'm gonna take Lakers in six. I, I agree. Go Lakers I think we're all, You said six. I say I, you said six. six. I, I say, say six. six. They. The Portland scares me, but I say Lakers in six. Quan, you want to give us yours? The Lakers in five. All right, there we go. Let's move on. Utah versus Denver. This is another good matchup here. Obviously, Nikolai Djokovic lost a lot of weight, looking different, not looking like the same guy that he was before. You still got some possible issues there with Rudy Gobert and and and, and Donovan Mitchell. I think, even though it's not being talked about that much, but we got this matchup here on the West, the three-six seed. Utah's coming in as a six. Denver's coming in as a three. Who do you guys got here? I I I'll just. Started off, I got the Nuggets. I think the Jazz have too much going on. I think that Gobert is a huge distraction right now with the COVID going on. And and Jamal have, Murray, Nikolai, I they mean, have good. him in. Jazz have not been able to really gel since you know Gobert tried to, you know, stand out and be like, you know, this is all a joke or whatever. Yeah, and he was the first one, to, you know, or one of the first to test positive. So definitely the Nuggets. Uh, I'd say honestly, Nuggets four one uh, game in five. Nuggets and Nuggets five. Nuggets and five, okay. Yeah, Jazz just really went to sleep in the bubble, and I don't really, yeah. I don't like what they're doing. I I, I thought they were going to be a two or a three seed going in before COVID, and yeah, they've definitely fallen off the map. Yeah. All right, so you got them in five. We knew missing uh, Boban Bogdanovich was going to be bad for Utah. I don't think anyone could predict it was going to be this bad. Their defense, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Rudy Gobert looks so flat-footed out in the perimeter, and I know he's had some nice blocks, but he's just so big and so strong. He's naturally going to do that. I'm talking about late games. You're going up top. You start playing teams like the Rockets, and to an extent, you can talk about Denver. They're very able, they're able to space the floor tight well. They're going to try to put Rudy Gobert out there as much as possible. And the thing is with the Utah is it's not really been Mike Conley or Donovan's fault. They've kind of been playing up to the bill. It's everyone else. Uh, long term for the Nuggets, I'm a little worried about Jokic. I know it was good for him, like healthy wise, to lose 20 pounds, but to lose it that fast, I think is going to be a disadvantage later in the playoffs when it starts getting really physical. And it may be good for his long term career, but just for this short amount of time, I think it's going to hurt him. I don't see the Jazz doing anything in this series. I kind of agree with Rob. I'll, I'll take the Denver Nuggets in five. What do you have? I don't think you gave us your number. I'll take it. I'll take it to six again. I'll take. I think it's going to be a lot better than people think, but not as good. It won't be a good six games. I just like like you said. I just I don't think Utah has it together. I think they're all over the place, and they just they're not going to do it. Move on. Dallas Mavericks taking on the L.A. Clippers. I like Luca. I've said it. We've. I know we've, a lot of us talked about it. The guy's the future of the NBA, but does he really have enough on that Dallas team to take out the Clippers? Who wants to go first? This is going to be a sweep, in my opinion. And it's going to be a, the, the most fun sweep I think you've ever watched in your life, like 124 to probably like 115. The Clippers are just much more talented as a team. Yes, Dallas has one of the most proficient offenses in NBA history. Yada, yada, yada. They're terrible on defense, and you're not going to get that same energy uh, from the Clippers as they've had against teams like Phoenix and Houston and stuff. It's a much tighter ship over there. Rob? Sweep. 100% sweep. I don't see, I don't really see I don't really see them doing anything against the Clippers. I mean the the Clippers with Kawhi when Paul George it's it's a wrap. So I 
I here's the thing. I think the Clippers are gonna take this, but I I see six. I I think Dallas can actually take two out of them. I don't think that the that the Dallas is as bad as you guys are making it seem. I give them one. When, I'll when, give them one. I look, look I Brooklyn beat one. the Clippers in the bubble. So this goes back to my point. There is no home court advantage, no matter how great your team is or isn't. Phoenix went undefeated in the bubble, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not about who you have on the team. I still think Dallas can win two of these games. I don't see them winning the series. I think it goes six. Clippers take it, definitely. Juan, you want to jump in on this one? Dallas in seven. Wow. Oh, let's go. Let's That's brave. Look, you hey, got to look up got... matchup-wise. I mean, who's matching up on Kawhi? Who's... Paul George is going to be matched up with Tim Hardaway Jr. Come on. And then Pat Beverly is going to play what he does against Doncic. It's not going to be perfect, hey, but. You heard it here first. Quan going with the. <laughs> with I like the, it. Well, I my mean, prediction well, Monday on Unnamed Sports so will be different than that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So the final series in the West. This is the one that I, I like. I think it's interesting, but it, it's going to be tough because you have a Westbrook that is out for Houston to start this series. O OKC going against the Houston Rockets. Now, you have a guy in Chris Paul, which to me I think still is trying to prove a lot of people wrong. I think OKC is the most underrated team this season, if that makes sense. I don't think they're getting enough respect as they should because they've been playing lights out when no one expected them to do this. A after Westbrook left, no one really thought that Chris Paul was going to go in there and take control of this team. But look how he has managed to control this team. The way he's playing with Steven Adams. The way he's moving the ball and getting everybody else involved. I like what Billy Donovan is doing with this team too. I see this series going seven. And the only reason I say that, I'm going to throw it out there first, is because Westbrook is not starting the series. That's why I believe that it's going seven. How many games is he out, do they say? Uh, he might miss he's the first two day, or three basically. games. Yeah. Oh, he's day to day. So he may, okay. So, so with that, that being said, I got, I got seven. I, I got OKC in seven. Go ahead, Wes. Oh, man. Uh, this is definitely my favorite matchup of the first round in the West because you got Westbrook and Chris Paul, and especially, like, even more than uh, before, it's just them two. Westbrook isn't even a part of the equation, and these are the guys who butt heads, basically. I'm assuming Harden is the reason Paul was traded. I would be shocked. He won't admit it, but he can't. He went to the front office, let's be honest. Uh, unless I'm crazy, but I, I don't think so. So they're, it's going to be big, but... I think Chris Paul's ultimately going to get hurt probably game three, and it'll be a disappointing end of the series. <laughs> Injury really prone. As usual. Yeah. Uh, I like the Rockets. I've, I I think they're a sleeper team. Uh, they got blown out in their last game of the, of the in the bubble. But a lot uh, of these teams didn't play at the end. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, so a lot of people, on paper, the last you know when they look at the last game that the Rockets played, they're going to be like, damn, they got blown out. But I I, I think if Russbrook if Russbrook is, is if I'm Russbrook I'm sorry if Westbrook is uh you know day to day I think he maybe missed one game I I'd say I'd say 4-1 Rockets uh yeah Rockets in 5 I don't Rockets I don't five. see 7 to be honest I don't see 6 I I think the Rockets are going to are, are going to put this team to sleep Anybody else want to jump in <laughs> uh, look around look around I, I think it sucks that this uh playoff matchup is happening in the bubble because this would have been a great, you yeah, know, Westbrook definitely. going back to OKC, Chris Paul going back to Houston. Absolutely. It, I, I think there would have been like a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of beef in this series that's not going to exist because it's in a bubble. So that's the only, you know, uh, thing I don't like about the series. But I, I agree uh, with Spencer. It's my favorite first round matchup. And I think I think it's going to be a close uh, six games. Houston is going to win. I, I don't think OKC has enough. Um, but okay. I think it's going to be a really good series. Cool. Good thoughts. Appreciate it. Let's go ahead and jump into the East. Let's start off with the Boston series here. We got the three and the six matchup. We now know that Ben Simmons is not playing. He's out for the remaining of the playoffs. We know Joel Embiid is brittle. He's got a bad hand, I believe. That's what was going on the other day. They were attacking that hand in the previous game that they played. And then you have Boston, the team that I chose to go to the finals in the East. I'm still going to stick to it. I still like Boston. I still think they're getting no respect. And the fact that you are in a bubble, you are in a bubble. I don't care what anybody says. Home court is not there. I like Jason Tatum. I like how he's been playing. I like Jalen Brown. He's been stepping up too. And I like the coaching. I'm going to keep saying it. Brad Stevens, to me, is a very, very underrated coach that does not get enough respect as he should. I see this being possible sweep, if not Celtics in five. This is a sweep, in my opinion. I don't, I don't see this as too interesting. 
obviously it's Ben Simmons that changes everything, but your guy to assume Joel Embiid's probably not going to be playing at least one game in this series with how brittle he's been uh, just at the end, and obviously injury prone in general. But the thing is with the Celtics long term is you got you have a Jason Tatum who started off the bubble two and eighteen. Now you can't put too much into the first game, but knowing that performance is within him, that's the difference between making the finals and not making the finals. So I'm kind of out on the Celtics in that sense of going to the finals. Eastern Conference Finals, for sure, I could see that happening. So you got five or sweep? I got a sweep. I got a sweep. Rob? First of all, I don't think Brad Stevens is under underrated anymore. I think he's super well-respected within the league. Um, maybe maybe media-wise, he's a little underrated, but uh, super well-coached team. Um, with that being said, with Ben Simmons being out and Joel, like both of you said already, I, I, I'm calling the sweep on this one. I okay. think there are – yeah, we'll – uh, yeah, we're just talking about the first round games in general. Uh, I do see this. I do see the Celtics sweeping this, and I also do see them, uh, maybe you know, taking out the Raptors. I think I do see them going all the way. Okay, not well, all the way to the championship, but at least, uh, yeah, sweep, sweep. There we go. Next one, Toronto. We got the two seven matchup. I was wrong in a name sports show a while back. I said Toronto wouldn't make the playoffs this year, and that Kyle Lowry would be gone. And Fred Van Fleet would step up. Now, Fred Van Fleet did step up. Toronto still made the playoffs, and Kyle Lowry's still there. So I was wrong a little bit. But this is another one that I just – I know the Nets have been playing good. They're a tough team there, but I like Toronto. I, I, I'll i take Toronto in five. I don't see a sweep. I think Boston will give – I mean, I mean uh, the Nets will give them at least one game, but I see Toronto in five. No, this is a sweep for sure. I can, I can sweep, see Brooklyn huh? winning Toronto is the, the most uh, well-coached team in the league, so – there's no way that a slip-up's happening again. I mean, even if Lebert has like a 40-point game, it's not going to be enough. Right? I, you know, I look. I see it a little different. I like the, I like the Raptors. Don't get me wrong, but I do, I do see it going six. Okay. I do see it going six. I think Lebert uh, can carry this team at least to at least one win. Uh, but I think, I think they can take it to two. Yeah, I, I like the Raptors in six. And there it is. Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> so we can fly by this one because I'm pretty sure we all agree. Orlando, Milwaukee. Let me just throw the sheet. Milwaukee with a sweep. Next. Milwaukee with a sweep. <laughs> Five games. Sweeps. Oh, oh. You want to throw the one game in there. One okay. game. Sweeps right. week. Sweeps week. Orlando's sweeps week. Orlando's got a real team. Sweeps Orlando's week. got a real team. Sweeps okay. week. And they're, they're technically at home if you want to look at it that way. I mean, you know. But. So I got a sweep. Rob got a sweep. You got five. Five. Quan. Sweep. 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 Now, let's get into the final one before we talk aces and close the show out. This is a good one. Indiana versus the Heat. I think this is probably the most interesting matchup in the East out of all of them. I think it's probably going to be the most competitive. Both four or five matchups in each side. Each if side. you want my opinion, I say Heat and seven. This one's going seven. I I, I, I think Victor Oladipo is going to step up big for Indiana. He is playing now from what I, from what I know. I think he's going to step up big. My, Miami's good. You got Jimmy Butler. You got Tyler Hero stepping up. I mean, you you have a good, solid roster there. And, and you got a coach like Eric Spolster that has one title. So he knows what he's doing. I see Miami and Seth. This is going to be a great one. One of the more interesting stories, I think, from this is how much money T.J. Warren will make in his next contract. <laughs> Correct. That, that's probably one of the, the bigger questions just in this series alone. <laughs> but it... In any case, I think Eric Spolstra just is a more talented coach, although I love McMillan. I, he just got a one-year uh, re-up, which I think he should have been signed long-term. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league, but it's just I think it's going to run out of steam. I, I think it goes to six games, but still an amazingly well-coached team. If that's a bonus, I take, I'd probably take the Pacers in the series. Wow. All right. So what do you have, though? So what do you have, though? So in six, I got the Heat. Heat in six? Heat six. Quiet. Go ahead, Kwan. Miami and five. Miami and five. Buckets is in TJ Warren's head. Yeah, he so shut Warren's him down. Can do a lot. Yeah, he shut him down. Right, he only had like fourteen points against when uh, Butler took him. Uh, yeah, I go, I go, I go. Heat and six. I go okay. Heat and six. Uh, I think TJ Warren's. Yeah, like you said, he's a little overhyped right now, a little overrated, if you want to say. Uh, so, I, yeah, he's gonna get some. He's gonna definitely get some money on his next contract just due to this bubble. So he's benefited the most. He's gonna benefit the most from this bubble. Uh, but yeah, Heat and Six. So there you go. Straight Bet Sports coming to you live on Gorilla Cross Radio. We just gave you our Western Conference and Eastern Conference matches real quick. Quan, I know we're pretty much out of time. Can I just get a few minutes to run through the aces real quick? 
past his bedtime. Yeah, so it's past up. my bedtime. I think the wife's getting ready for me to come home. I got a few text messages already. But with that being said, the Las Vegas Aces, 8-2, and two, today extended their winning streak to seven straight games thanks to some stifling defense against the Washington Mystics, who only shot 38.2% from the field and 28.6% from three-point range. The victory was 88-73, which helped the Aces remain one game of the front-running Seattle Storm, who improved to 9-1 after winning on Friday evening. Asia Wilson, not her typical game, Spence. You follow them a lot, so do I. She only had 12 points tonight, not what we're used to seeing from her. She did have a double-double. Actually, no, she did not have a double-double when it comes to rebounds. That's interesting. But the, the one that I always ride big time that I tell you, Jackie Young, fourth straight solid game. 16 points coming off the bench, giving you solid minutes there. The Aces are looking strong. Liz Cambage is not there. Angel McCautry has been a huge addition. You're very critical of the Aces, but so far with this running streak going to seven here and then winning tonight against the defending champs, what are your thoughts on the Aces, yeah, Spence? There's one major thing that has changed this season, and I'll run by the numbers just real quickly. So they still average the least amount of three-point attempts per game. They're at 10.2. The difference that has been uh, all of this is that their three-point defense has usually been terrible, but this year they're actually number one in the league in three-point defense. That's 28.7%, and I'm trying to think of an equalizer. Like, if you shoot the worst, like, what are your chances of actually being successful? you got to go back to the 2012-2013 Grizzlies, who were third overall in uh, three-point opponent defensive, while also being last in three-point attempts. And the Grizzlies, I think, allowed like 32.4% or something in that Told season. you it was analytical. The Wiz. <laughs> That's <laughs> why yeah, they, they call them the Wiz, Wiz for a reason. So, uh, yeah, stats are important to me. But uh, just looking at this team in general, they started off like really hesitant on the fast break. But they've come together, are attempting more threes now. They're still eight attempts behind the second to last. So it, it still drives me crazy. I think they're going to get killed by Seattle Storm in the playoffs. But for the regular season, it's fantastic. There we go, man. So we're pretty much out of time here. Rob, before we finish up, final 30 seconds. I'm going to give you my pick. I already have it here in front of me. I know what I'm taking. Give me the Celtics minus 5.5 against the Philadelphia 76ers. That will be my first pick against you in our competition here. Who do you got? I'm going to take the Capitals uh, playing tomorrow against the Islanders. They're down 2-0. Uh, they are the three seed versus the six. And uh, I think, I mean, they open up at 119 uh, down to down to one neg one fit uh, negative 115 i think uh a lot of people jump in ship on the capitals uh i, I think they pull one out and the, the, it's two one after tomorrow there we go first pick for me celtics minus five and a half rob g's got the islanders switch no, it up to capitals hockey. capitals excuse me switch it up to hockey there fun show man long show but we had a great time Quan, thank you so much for having us in the studio before we started the show man and watching the fights greatly appreciate you for doing that with us Joel B in the background, hanging out with us as always. Spencer the Wiz, thank you for joining us. Chris Magnum Chapman from Fox Sports Las Vegas. Spence, before we go, let everybody know where you're at, what you got going on. Plug it away. Yeah, so check us out tomorrow, Out of Line, 8 to 9, obviously. Uh, you'll see me and all the cast of Out of Line. So uh, having a great show tomorrow. Uh, 8 a.m., that is. 8 a.m. Pacific <laughs> Standard Time, 8 to 9. <laughs> cool. I'll be up bright and early. Good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. Rob, appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. It was a good fight. Thanks for having the fight, Quan. Appreciate you. Modelo's why well, brought them so. on deck <laughs> on deck <laughs> but at least we didn't get too crazy on the Modelo time but right once again this has been another episode of straight bet sports here on the gorilla cross radio i am your host jose v if you guys missed the show go on youtube gorilla cross radio they have it there if not jose v straight bet sports you can catch it there and if you want to listen to it apple anchor spotify google and GorillaCross.com. and if not download the gorilla cross radio app people if you not have done it do it now a lot of great content, not just my show, a lot of other shows on here. So go ahead and check that out. Great show tonight. We're going to go ahead and finish up now. Man, let's see. How do I finish out the show today? You know what? I'm going to finish out like this. And Spence is here. He's a prime example of if you work hard, you give it your all, you don't give up, and you don't give a sh about what people have to say, you're going to get there. You're going to do it, and people are going to invite you. And if you're invited onto people's shows, or just to do anything that shows that they respect your work. I was told that by someone that I, I, I respect a lot in this game, Harry Ruiz. He said, Jose, if people, weren't, if people do not give you credentials, that means they don't respect your work. You're getting credentials, so your work is being respected. So the Wiz, keep up the great work. Till then, I am Jose V. This is another episode of Straight Bet Sports. We are out. See ya.